0: I'm glad we started this out.
1: <laughs> Hello, welcome to another episode of Two Player Bros. As always, I'm Mike, and with me is that—that's not how you do it. <laughs> A little messy. <laughs> A new episode of Two Player Bros. I'm Mike, with me as always is Dave. Do, Dave, do you, since you can't say your own name at the beginning of the episodes, why don't you tell us what we're doing today on the do uh, podcast? Do you really need to say it's a
0: new episode? Oh jeez! <laughs> you know, conservation of words here. Hello! <laughs> welcome to an episode of
1: Two Player Bros. Why can't it just be Two Player Bros? Hello! Welcome to Two Player Bros. I'm Mike, with me as always is Dave. <laughs> I'm kind of like a
0: Jewish mother here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Barbara
0: I said that. <laughs> Dave, what game are we doing today? Today we are going to be talking about Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Treasure Trove. I was going to say I wanted to say the the Treasure of Hope, but it's the Shovel of Hope is the uh, <laughs> the subtitle of the main the subtitle game. of the main game, which was added post date,
1: like a New Hope, which is probably why they did the Shovel of Hope. I thought so too. So we played this game on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, you and I had played it before on the Wii U and 3DS. Now, did you did you beat this game when it came out originally or just now when we got it on the uh played the Switch versions? Uh, I beat it back in the day. Okay. Yeah. So, I forgot how much I loved the game. The main game. Like I think Shovel Knight is one of the most amazing 2D side scroller like kind of I guess retro throwback games that have come out in a long long time.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like the perfect homage to all those, you know, NES games. If I was going to like recommend someone play, if someone wanted to check out like what NES games were like, I'd probably recommend they play Shovel Knight before they actually went back and played an NES game.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) For a variety of reasons. So Shovel Knight, we will say, is a successful Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign game. It was made kind of by the fans. The fans put their money into it. What is going on From Yacht Club Games. Tell them about the history of Shovel Knight. I'm just, Mike...
0: We've been talking about it all fair. I'm just not feeling your energy today. I'm sorry. I'm just not feeling Listen, it. Listen, take it away, there. You, are you reading off a screen right now? Is that what's going on? I'm finding Do out facts. I, I have notes. Wrote? I'm finding out notes about shoveling. I am. Did you bring a script? No. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mike has sold out. Do I sound just too professional? I'm sorry. Who is paying me? I'm you? ad-libbing based on notes I have written down. You get one ad with podcorn and, <laughs> and suddenly it's high production. Shit. <laughs> Sorry,
1: what were you talking about before I derailed you? <laughs> so Shovel Knight is a successful Kickstarter game. Uh, Did you back it? I i am going to say no, but I wanted to, but I don't back anything. I think I have backed maybe two things. So how many Kickstarters have you backed? Two. What probably. were they? One was a game and one was a, I want to say it was like a Ooh, cup. It like was <laughs> <laughs> It's some kind of like cup thing. I don't remember what it was some kind of fancy cup that did some stuff i don't remember like a beach cup thing there's there's one place i go for my cups it's (laughs) kickstarter (laughs) because i want them five years from now and less than promised (laughs) uh but this game definitely delivered on all its promises this game is fantastic um i remember when i played it back on the ds i was just like wow this game is exactly how i remember old games being but with a a modern twist enough modern twists on it that made it fresh and accessible i guess it not like liking it only in a throwback kind of way but in its own interesting twist that it brought to the uh, to the the side scrolling genre i thought yeah for sure i'm not sure what's staying in the show so i don't know if i've already said it but it really is <laughs> a,
0: a wonderful homage to all those games um and there's such like a strong influence from name an nes game like it's crazy how many nes games it feels like. At the same time. And like how many nice little tributes there are to things like, you know, Super Mario Brothers 3, Mega Man, DuckTales, Zelda. Like it's it's all Castlevania.
1: It's all there. And it's it's wild. It's so well done from the I don't want to call it graphics. I'll just call it art (laughs) to the music and sound effects. It's just spot on. Why wouldn't you call it graphics? Well, I mean, the graphics, I mean, they're not impressive, but the art is impressive within those graphics because it is, you know a 2D side scroller game from the 16-bit okay, okay. era. Yeah. I thought you were saying the game doesn't have graphics. No, no, no it absolutely like, has what are graphics. You, what and are it
0: you has trying to imply
1: <laughs> you know, 16-bit pixel graphics like an NES and they're just so well done and there's so much detail within the little bit of I guess room that they have to work with. And it fits a widescreen television, which I didn't really the first time I played through I didn't really care. I didn't really I mean, because I played on the DS probably, I wasn't really like, oh, okay, it fits a big screen. But then you watch it, it's like it fits the widescreen, which should throw you off playing an old school game. But it works so well without seeming stretched or wrong in some kind of way. Because maybe you're just so immersed in the game. I I mean, I played this mainly on the gamepad on the
0: Wii U back in the day. And with this version playing on the Switch, I was, you know me. Oh, that's hand, right. I'm a handheld guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did put it on on the big screen a couple times, actually right before you got up here. I was playing some Spectre night I didn't really feel that, you know. Oh my god, it's widescreen. I think it's because all the retro games I've played, I'm always doing it on like the retcon the retcon or whatever. But is it called the retcon? What is that thing called that I have? Uh this I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. One of the retro game stations, yeah. Yeah, I mean in
1: that's you know,
0: HDMI and it just kind of does its thing with it.
1: Yeah. I I played some of the one that you get me and I usually play it. I actually usually play it on the standard mode. I usually switch it to getting those black bars on the side. And when I play like DuckTales or the Chipmunk, the Disney retro game did on I my know, Xbox, I'll I'll squish it.
0: Did I not warn you to throw it away? Because mine caught fire. You did warn me. Okay. I haven't plugged mine in. It's just okay. sitting there right now. <laughs> Sorry,
1: go ahead. Disney classics. I usually play those in the standard Format so they don't look all stretched out. And when you do stretch them out, something is just kind of off about it. Like the chipmunks are fat and <laughs> you know, Scrooge, Scrooge is overweight. Like there's no way he's bo- bouncing on that pogo stick. But when you play Shovel Knight in that widescreen, it doesn't look stretched out, but it also doesn't look like odd to have such a large format kind of view to your character and everything. It, everything just fits perfectly the way it should. Mm. And I didn't notice that the first time I played the game, but this time around, I was like, wow, it's, it's playing on a rectangle, not a square, <laughs> but it looks good. The quality content that you come to our podcast for. <laughs> is this game a rectangle or a square? <laughs> the pogo elements are probably my favorite part of Shovel Knight. If we're going to talk about controls first and, and how the game moves and stuff. That was my favorite part of DuckTales all the time. That's how I moved Scrooge. is I would bounce across the level even when there was the no bad guy. Just because it was fun. And that's... You can't pogo all the way with Shovel Knight. But that's how I defeated all the bosses. That's how I killed all the bad guys. That's how I reached everything. I was just... Whenever I could... It was jump and press down to aim that shovel down to bounce off of something. Yeah, it was
0: the same way. I mean, if there was something to bounce off of, I was I was bouncing on it one hundred percent. So this is why we need to have a more structured
1: show here. <laughs> what are we What are we talking about? Let's- well, let's go over like the main campaign 1st Let's go over Shovel Knight. Let's go over his move set and what you liked and didn't like about the game. So first, like the things I liked. Obviously, we talked about the art, the graphics, the movement. Along with the movement and the fact that I always bounced, I found that a lot of the upgrades that you could get in the game require you here charge your slash ability, do this, do that. I didn't necessarily feel any kind of use toward any of those items. There's one item, the red armor that you can get where you got to keep some of your gold. Every time you die, you lose some of your gold that you spend on items later on in the game. And that's kind of your penalty for dying in modern games because there's no extra lives or whatever and it's all save states that's how they punish you which is i think a fantastic system which is the only reason i wanted i'll get the red armor so when i die i lose less but i never felt like i wanted the momentum armor which let you not fall back when you got hit but also made you slide like you were on ice the whole time and all the other ones seemed to upgrade your slash abilities but nothing really about the pogo stick which was my main mode of transportation <laughs> i don't know if you felt the same way i got no upgrades in the game you didn't buy a single upgrade other than uh, other than health, uh, one, one or two things of mana, and that red armor. I didn't get anything.
0: Why didn't you buy the sword upgrades?
1: What sword upgrades? Or the shovel upgrades. Why wouldn't you buy them? I didn't feel like I needed them. The ability to dig stuff faster. Oh, well, I always thought that a- What were you doing with your money? I always felt like there was going to be a pogo jump upgrade coming at some point, and <laughs> it know, just never came. It's just a three. So I didn't really buy any of those other upgrades. But I felt like they were added there to make it feel like, okay, it's more like Zelda, there's more stuff to do, and there's a reason you have so much gold. But I never felt like, other than hoarding my gold, like some kind of goblin, I never really felt like there was a need for me to spend the money. Just a want not to lose the money. So you were being a goblin hoarding your gold. pretty much <laughs> you a goblin. You were being a little dragon. <laughs> as much as I could, yes. Until the last couple levels really f- sucked it out of me.
0: No, so I, I bought all three shovel upgrades and i thought they were useful like one of them um was like zelda where if you're at full health I can't, i don't know if that if you're at full health but sometimes when you'd swing your shovel it sent like a shockwave.
1: it out. was yeah when you were at full health that's why i didn't get those because i was like how often am i gonna be at full health and not have anything taken out well if you're a pro gamer like me <laughs> <laughs> um what were the other
0: ones do you remember There was the charging slash attack. Mm -hmm. I never Uh, used, I bought that, but I never used it. (laughs) but I had a fully upgraded shovel. Um, I I can't even remember what the other one was. No, I, I mean, I never really gave a thought to it as I was
1: purchasing them though. It's just, I gotta spend my gold. That's what you do in the game. I mean, (laughs) I know all the town people were like, I don't like to lose my gold on when I'm adventuring. So I just spend it when I get it. And I was like, you moron. (laughs) I feel like the stuff was there and it was interesting to have. And I know they recommended me to use it all. And I, I just didn't maybe there's a better way to play. Maybe poke going around. Isn't the best way to play, but it's like, I never was like charge my, why would I charge my shovel when I could just jump on all the bosses and evade 90% of their attacks. So I never felt the need to get any of that. It's a, it's a small ding on the game that I think is, is pretty much near perfect. It's just extra stuff when you're talking about the gameplay. But I was just wondering if you had bought anything in the game because I couldn't find a reason to.
0: No, I had no issues with any of that stuff. They definitely aren't as valuable as maybe you'd like, and they definitely didn't alter your playstyle really at all. I bought all that stuff, but it was cool that it was there, and it definitely did like add a little twist to your game. What I did spend most of my gold on was I would often not find the relic in the level. Okay. So most of my gold went to purchasing the relic
1: back in the town world but that costs more it does it costs like double the price but. <laughs> i think there were two that i didn't find so i had to pay the the guy which ones do you know if you don't it's fine i don't i don't remember it's cool what they your- were they were ones i didn't use as often uh i know i found like the punch one and the the gear that let you bounce off the spikes and stuff like that i found those in the level i found the disappearing one in the level i found most i found <laughs> i found most all but two but those items were cool. And again, I didn't use as many of them as probably as much as I should have. Toward the end, I used the invisible one a bit. Invi- invisible or invincible? The invisible kind of made you invincible. The one where you were all of a sudden everything passed through you.
0: Yeah. Invincible. Yeah. It, I mean, you were, vi- yeah. you were
1: visible at all times, right?
0: <laughs> you ghost, but you're visible. Yeah. Yeah. The, the little onk thing, right? Is it called an onk? Yeah. 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 That was That was my most commonly used one, too, because I realized that you could just tank every boss with it you just get up in their face and slash 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 go invincible slash 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 go invincible slash slash, slash
1: and life was good life was good so if we're gonna go into the <laughs> into the gameplay of shovel knight in terms of like the levels and stuff the level designs were always really fun but the boss fights i felt like were very inconsistent in the game like i thought the levels are all perfectly designed from shoveling to finding secret holes in the walls um or secret like patches of wall that you can destroy go through and go to a new area or find a shortcut or a area where more there are more gems but it's slightly harder to get through i thought all of that was really fun and awesome i felt like the enemy types were always interesting well designed and always had something that kept you on your toes a shovel knight Mm -hmm. but i felt like the bosses at least to me were either on the scale of ridiculously easy or frustratingly hard and there weren't that many in the frustratingly hard category.
0: I mean, I really didn't have much of an issue with them. I didn't think they were ever too hard. I didn't think they were ever too easy either. I mean, I know I did mention that I could just, you know. Go invisible and stab, stab, stab. Invincible. <laughs> invincible. Um, but yeah, no, I, I know it was kind of a cheap tactic, but I didn't feel like they were too easy. It always came down to the wire with, you know, just me one one slash away from dying at the same time i thought they were all designed well they're all very unique they'll have very you know interesting attack sets none of them felt like the other ones that is true yep i i really really loved it i mean maybe this podcast is gonna be great because i don't have anything to complain about like this is literally just a wonderful game
1: <laughs> i think it's i think it's almost perfect i think that I'm just trying to find things that were a little, but if we just talk about why something's perfect. Yeah. So it's a t- more difficult
0: podcast. Anyone who's listened to the podcast knows you do think it's I'm perfect. the guy that complains the whole time <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have anything to complain about. This game is just wonderful. <laughs> I honestly, I can't think of anything about this game. I don't like.
1: I don't like the polar night. Why? I hate he's him. one of the best ones. He's the, ho- he's, he's, he's the one that gave me the most trouble. The The snow level is the only level that gave me a problem end oh uh, that's not true the sh- airship level with propeller night at Propello- the end propeller night is the hardest level for that sure, level for at me. the very end is is really bad the rest of the level was easy until that wind starts pushing you up and down and yeah screw yeah, it's, that
0: it's kind of interesting <laughs> with the wind blowing you everywhere and then the just like a simple rat
1: floating through the sky could just be like the death of you <laughs> um it reminded no, I, me of like the uh the airship from sonic 2 uh, i'm not familiar it's like the skydrome or whatever it reminded me of that but Harder. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved Knight though. I, what I liked
0: about him is he also had a shovel and like the backstory with him, like the little bit that they give you is you guys definitely used to be bros <laughs> and that's wonderful.
1: <laughs> I kind of like that about all the bosses. So they, all the bosses are other knights that you used to kind of be friends with, or at least congenial with, I guess mm, more or less, even if you maybe didn't you definitely like had them. relationships with them prior to the game, yeah, and it's all told very sparsely. Like, there's a story to the game, but they don't give you a lot. You just have to kind of infer, which I really like. And mm-hmm. I do like that some of the knights kind of join the Enchantress, who is the boss of the game. Some of them join because they're bad, and some of them kind of just join because they felt like they had no choice. Yeah. So, some of the knights you're fighting are just like, I don't want to fight you, Shovel Knight, but I will. Which is interesting. Like, not Like everybody's. Which one? Like, Polar Knight. F*** the Polar Knight. Because he wanted to <laughs> kill me, because he did so often... <laughs> Uh, but they all had very distinct personalities. You talk about their movesets, but even their personalities and stuff were all fun and really distinct and all colorful. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, just, it's, it's always
0: impressive. What are there? Seven nights to be able to create seven completely unique characters, completely unique designs, and then seven completely unique levels to go along with that as well. Like none of the levels felt like the other levels. Everyone felt like a new, fresh experience. I guess if I had to complain about something, if you're gun to my head, Tell me what you don't like about Shovel Knight. Some of the levels run a little bit long. They little, they outstay their
1: welcome sometimes. But yeah, there were a couple it, levels where I was like seven checkpoints.
0: <laughs> but even then, like, I'm only saying that because I feel like I need to bring, bring some criticism to this game. <laughs> and even that, it's not a problem because honestly, I had no problem just turning the game off halfway through a level and just coming back later because of, you know, the suspend state on the switch. It's not like I had to beat the level to get to a checkpoint and press the power button. Sure. So some of the levels did run a little bit long, but
1: now they re- they're, all, they're all great. I, was, I have to tell you, I'm not a huge fan of the ice level that much. Why not? I didn't like sliding around. I like the design, and I love the statue that floats up and down that you hit, and there's like a rainbow bridge that extends and disappears You have to the follow. Yep. I thought that was, although it did get me killed a couple of times, I thought it was ingenious, and I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really cool mechanic that split up the game a little bit. But for the most part, sliding on the ice and having a pogo across some of the stuff I thought it was a little. It was a little bit challenging for me to the point where it was a little annoying. And what was weird is I love the water level. And in these classic NES games, the water level is always the worst level. Even now, it's like you don't want a water level. Yeah, nobody wants water levels. <laughs> and I love the water level in that because I thought it was. You didn't have to worry about air. You weren't actually swimming, but it gave you the zero G kind of a level that I thought was really, really cool mm-hmm. and yeah. well designed. Yeah, no, Treasure Night was.
0: Mm, treasure knight was one of my favorite bosses he's got a really interesting design he was probably the easiest
1: boss but Uh, he's really cool
0: tinker knight is was by far the easiest boss
1: for me i didn't think he was that easy because at least you had to memorize his missile pattern which was a little more difficult but
0: no I, i just climbed up on top of him and i bounced on his head till he was dead and occasionally he would shoot a little rocket out to the right but when that was happening i would just go to the, left. to the left <laughs>
1: <Like> <laughs> I, I died I did once fight, fighting him in one, the uh, first form yeah one because I didn't learn that pattern the, right away in the first form in his first no in his first I'm sorry in the first time you fight him okay because not not his first form no one, one should die during his first One form, thing but, that's
0: unique about Tinker Knight is he has two forms like so first you fight him without any armor basically and then he you know gets his armor I, and becomes this big like raging machine
1: Tinker Knight's a really small guy who likes to make Tinker. machines and stuff yeah. so he's he's just throwing wrenches at you and running <laughs> away and he trips over his own shoes occasionally which is really funny
0: yeah but no once once i you know got to the top of the the screen it was just jumping on his head i don't think i ever came down i think it just stayed up there
1: oh yeah the first the first time i fell off and i didn't memorize the missile patterns the second time it was just like yeah mm-hmm. he actually reminded me a lot of Mega Man and of the rescue rangers game there's a boss fight in the toy level that's exactly like him which I was like, oh that's a really nice throwback cuz he's basically that design. Yeah. Which I think they all are basically a throwback. Each one you could probably pinpoint to a different game that they came from.
0: Probably. I mean, they're probably m- mostly going to be pinpoint from a Mega Man game. There yeah. Only because there have been 12 Mega Man games. <laughs> <laughs> there have been a lot of Mega Man. <laughs> le- at least 12 Mega Man games. Um
1: that all have, you know, <laughs> many bosses. <laughs> True. So, what was your favorite level? Well, I know you said Polar Knight was your favorite boss. I would say my favorite level was probably King Knight's level.
0: Is it Prime Doors Keep or something that Prime Doors Keep? Yep, um, that was probably my favorite level, I, just because it had my favorite enemy in it—the Griffin that would like blow uh, the fireballs at you. Oh, and lazily swipe his claw yeah, when you were when, too close. When you got too close to him, you just oh, go <laughs> <laughs> a, a little swing at you, just like. I can't be bothered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he was pretty great. I, I love Sleepy Dragon in the first level. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. Mold Knight's level I think is really cool. Oh yeah, Mold Knight was a good one. I like the the mechanic with the the goo and the volcano next to each other. Like It's lava and it's goo, and you can goo up the lava to make it bouncy. And the blobs that are in every level, all of a sudden you learn how they become fire blobs if they go in the lava and they transform, which mm-hmm. I thought was a really cool mechanic.
0: Yeah, no, that was a really cool mechanic. Yeah. Hitting the green blobs into the lava to turn them into platforms you could actually walk on. Yeah, and then riding on the beetle. No, oh, the dung beetle with the gut lob, yeah. You should you should see the speedruns for that level. Like, they don't even touch that beetle. They can get across that whole level without uh without touching the ground. Ever? <laughs> yeah.
1: That's that's crazy. While I was playing this, I was thinking about the speedruns, because I know there are people that speedrun shovel night, and I was like, some of this part, some of these parts like yeah, it's insane. I uh. <laughs>
0: I watched a speed run of Shovel of Hope, and I watched a speed run of Specter of Torment, one of the expansions, mm-hmm. and both of them came in like at forty minutes or just under forty minutes for one <sighs> of them. It's it's wild to watch these people do it, like and how they like lock bosses into like phase states and stuff, so where they just like swap, swipe, 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 and take out all their all their health immediately. I know you haven't been in the speedrunning community. I'm not in the speed running community, but it is. I just want to know how they do it. We need a speedrunner on here. (laughs) They just memorize stuff, man. They just they have it just ingrained. It's it's more than just like memorizing patterns, though. Like just like the execution windows that they have to hit with some of the commands is just insane.
1: Speed. They take speed. (laughs) It's more than that. A little bump of coke in the morning. Oh, you meant you meant speed. (laughs) I meant speed.
0: (laughs) No, it's literally. It's wild, especially like sometimes with speedrunners, you can see their inputs. Like they get like the inputs on screen, so mm-hmm. you can see what buttons they're pressing, and it's like the input inputs per second that they're doing. It's like it's just wild. <laughs> that's
1: that's dedication to their craft. So the other thing I really love about shovel Knight, like the main game, is is I love the music in this game. I think mm-hmm. the music is fantastic. It's some of the best use of chiptune, especially like 16-bit chiptune that I've probably ever heard in a game. Uh, The standout for me would probably be, well, I love the theme of the game. I think the Propeller Knights level, the airship, has just a fantastic, wonderful, very fun rockin' theme that reminded me kind of of DuckTales. I loved that theme. (laughs) Anytime I went into town, I would have the bard play that song for me, which you can go into the main town in the game and the bard will play any music sheet that you found in the level. So when I had Propeller Knights level, I was like, Put that jam on for me. How's it sound, Mike? I don't. I can't. I can't play it for you. But <laughs> usually, a sample is coming right now.
0: just like and you're just like ready to go why not this one
1: it's got a lot of instruments that kind of start at the same time uh (laughs) that that's kind of the build up to it and it's so chip toony it's tough to kind of do that in like your humming you don't need to explain yourself (laughs) like i'm joking (laughs) but i know you say that music's not a big standout for you but I mean, I think even in this game, you must have at least gotten listen, a little bit of nostalgia going listen, on, right?
0: <laughs> I think music is instrumental <laughs> in the experience you have when playing a game, but it is very much like the back burner for me. It's not what stands out. Just like you love skyboxes and games. I love the background details and stuff. I, yes. It's nice when it's there, but I can care less. <laughs> I need mechanic. I, I couldn't
1: care less rather i could probably care less Uh, is there anything else you want to bring up about shovel knight's main game the shovel of hope
0: no it's just a wonderful little experience we talked about the story and how it's kind of like very subtle in the background it's not like being thrown into your face but it's actually this really interesting story at the same time yes um there's a nice little twist i'm normally you know me i'm here spoiling shit for people (laughs) today no, just play the game and enjoy.
1: <laughs> it's a short enough game that I think like, well, it's a twist. We don't want to spoil. I think. Yeah.
0: Well, the reason I don't want to spoil it is because there's no great conversation to be had about it. It's just there. <laughs> I don't think we could talk about it in a way like to where it's like, Oh yeah. Can you imagine that this happened? It's just,
1: it's there. It's just a nice little story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's a little scene at the end after the credits. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched that, that I, I thought I was like, Oh, that's really nice. I liked the end credit. The, after credit scene that they added into the game yeah it was very
0: nice i like uh i mean it's a it's a minor feature but it's kind of cool and kind of how inclusive it is where you can uh, gender swap any character in the game yes you notice that so if you want to be female shovel knight male shovel knight you can choose if you want any of the character other any of the bosses if you want them to be other genders you can swap them around it's just a cool inclusive thing that they added that I've never seen of any game. I've never played a game where I can literally choose what gender my opponents are. That's new to the treasure trove version, right? That was in yeah, the Yeah, that, that was version. in the launch of the game. No, right. It definitely wasn't. Um, but like what happened was I must have been messing around those things with those things and not realizing it. So at one point they were referring to Shovel Knight at she's by default a she. Um You mean Shield Knight? I am sorry, yeah. Yep. uh Shield Knight is by default a she. Shield knight is the character that you're Trying to rescue the whole game. I don't know if we said that mm-hmm. she's by default is she, but I must have accidentally changed it to he. So in a couple of dialogues with the Black Knight, they're talking about Shield Knight, but they just refer to her as her. They don't actually say her name, mm-hmm. but they kept using the male pronoun, and I kept getting super confused as to who they were talking about because I didn't realize I changed it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Cool. No, that is interesting. It really makes your character more yours and your story more yours, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So the Treasure Trove edition we got has, I don't know. I mean four main games showdown mode challenge
0: mode yeah so there's uh shovel of hope which is the main game mm-hmm. and then during their initial kickstarter back in 2013 um some of their stretch goals were additional campaigns additional night campaigns so first they added plague night um and he is pretty much just a remix of the original shovel night levels mm-hmm. um then they added Specter of Torment, which is actually a prequel to Shovel Knight, where it's actually um, Specter Knight going around, forming the Order of No Quarter, the, the enemies in the game, yep. recruiting them. And then the last one that just came out more recently was King of Cards, which is with King Knight. And it's just about his quest to become a king. Um, king of justice. <laughs> he, he's not actually a king. He's very much a pretender. And his campaign is actually really funny. I I
1: really liked. Well, I mean, let's go. Let's go in order of I guess release date. With Plague of Shadows, I really like a lot of the aesthetics of Plague Knight. I really like going into the town, but being sucked in those pillars, and being in this laboratory. And all of his weird goons, I thought were some of the best goons in the game. Mm-hmm. I love the oblong. I think his name is the guy that plays the music for you. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's got the horn in his head, and the lady who was hidden in Shovel Knight, who was just like the mini game lady as your kind of accomplice to everything. And I love making the potions, but I thought Plague Knight as himself wasn't, I loved how he moved and floated, but I felt like he wasn't suited for Shovel Knight's levels that much. And it kind of wasn't the most fun for me to play. Yeah, um, that's
0: what's cool about the different knight campaigns is they all have very unique movement and uh, mobility. Um, with Plague Knight, that he was probably my least favorite to control as well. What was it? You held A to charge up and then released to jump or to burst to kind of burst yeah um it it was super awkward to control i think with with plague knight i only did maybe three or four levels
1: um yeah same with me i i I tried to get through a couple bosses just to get a feel for it and Mm -hmm. i was like
0: "Eh, i'm all right yeah and then as you as you progress you can get what is it? Fuses? You can you could change his bombs to do different things. Yeah, there are
1: three parts to the bombs. Yeah, there's a
0: fusing, a casing, and a powder, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you know, you could choose how long it takes to explode or how big the explosion is, um and different things like that. Um, it's definitely unique, but it was definitely my least favorite of the uh, of the campaigns. Might um, as well. His story, I know neither of us got that far into it, but his story is actually kind of nice. It's actually a romance story. Are you aware of like what his deal is as he's going through? He's trying to become the most powerful, but he's falling in love with the lady at the same time. He's, he's trying to create a potion. Um, that's why he's going around to all the knights. I guess he needs to get like their essence essence or something. Um, but once he creates the potion, what he wants to wish for, he gets one wish or whatever off the potion. And he just wants that Mona girl to fall in love with him, And that's just cute. But it turns out (laughs) she already did. Yeah, it did. Oh my yeah. God. But that is nice. Midway through the story, I guess she, uh, she leaves him and she
1: doesn't realize that he loves her. It's just a nice little romance story. <laughs> that kind of makes me want to kind of play it a little bit more, but I do like the design of Plague Knight. I like that kind of like old Plague Doctor look to him. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I like a lot of the aesthetics. I just, maybe if it was more his game and made for him, like King Knight was or Specter Knight, I would enjoy his levels a little bit more than just a remixed version of Shovel Knight's levels. Mm-hmm. I just, it was mostly, it wasn't so much the bombs that bothered me, it was, or the teleporting, it was the bombs that were very hard to aim, and just made it all like, all oh, right, I gotta hover in there and shoot, left, right, left, right, left, right, kill this beetle, he's the only one on the platform, and I was just like, oh, well, ugh. He, he just threw rats, right? The rats came, were a special move, that used uh, the magic power, oh, his that, so-called the, magic, yeah. That's what I was doing with most of them. But I was just chucking just rats. The yeah, yeah, the rats made it a little bit easier. It took care of things for me. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that he had his army of rats, which... Uh, King Knight also uses his rats. Yeah. His only uh, citizens. The first step. <laughs> so the second, the second game Spectre of Torment is awesome.
0: Yeah. This one's probably my favorite of the three. I'm still playing it uh, or favorite of the yeah favorite of the three expansions. Um, but he is all about running up walls and riding on
1: his site like a skateboard. <laughs> um, he's just really, really cool. Yeah. He's got movement galore. And his scythe is really far reaching, which makes it easy to get bad guys. His storyline is kind of interesting. It's a different, it's like a slightly more dark storyline. And he's kind of spawn ish, I guess. He's undead and looking to get his soul back, mm-hmm. thinking the enchantress will give him the soul that he wanted. And I also enjoy that he's trying to get, I also enjoy that he's a look at getting the Order of No Quarter altogether. So I thought that was really cool. And I like that the Black Knight is the first one you face and he's like, ah, I don't want to join you. Screw you. That's the one where Black Knight gets a rhinoceros. He gets his steed, <laughs> yes. The steed is awesome. Um I love that thing. <laughs> I want a statue of that thing. Yeah, he was really cool. And I like his his cast of characters isn't as funny, but my favorite character in his game is probably Manny. Oh, He's I made just, of many cats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are Manny. <laughs> So you have to pay these spirit cats, I guess, money. And if you fill their jar, they become these uh, vendors that'll sell you things. So the first of which is Manny of many cats. And he gives you all the armor and stuff you want. And there's another one within the level as well who gives you some power ups.
0: I feel like there's a really, really good campaign under that as well. So I'm I'm excited to keep playing that. Anything else about Specter Knight?
1: I like that he's got the mirror instead of the overworld. Well, I generally like the overworlds in top schooling games. Oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't feel necessary in Plague Knight's game. So in Spectre Knights, I was glad that they cut that out to make it its own kind of thing. He's looking for these knights. So why are you going all around the world? Boom, boom, boom. You know where you're going. Go meet those knights. Where Shovel Knight makes a little bit more sense to have an overworld and advent- be more adventuring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I've, that, got- that's something to bring up too
0: is I really like uh some of the changes they made with Spectre Knight to where like with Shovel Knight you get a turkey for health, but with Spectre Knight, it's just turkey bones or <laughs> the rotten in, apple. <laughs> instead of apples, it's an apple core. Um, because he's a little undead to, he's
1: trash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's just a small little touch that I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah. No, I I really like that a lot. And I like that his his slash ability for traversal is really nice and adds a little something to the game and adds a little puzzle element, which I thought was cool. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then we've got King Knight, who is my most divisive, I think, of the expansions because I love half of it more than anything. And then the main part of that game, I hate more than anything in shovel knight i'm assuming
0: what you do not like is joustice i hate joustice <laughs> yeah so with king with uh king of cards they literally added the card game to the game i haven't even dove into the joustice yet i've just been skipping over it honestly because i failed my first two matches <laughs> and i was like i'm just gonna play until i run out of uh levels and then i'll come back to the justice if i have to <laughs> i i typically really like
1: card games and games you do so i was surprised you didn't like justice I, I, but maybe you just didn't give it enough i of just a- really
0: haven't given it its fair shake right now like i wanted to i wanted to play as much king knight as i could just to get a feel for how his character moves and stuff and i just didn't really have time to
1: to play the full campaign and fully experience it right off the bat I was afraid to play this that version of the game because I generally you know I don't like card games in in games for the most part. Because you're bad at them. Yeah, that's because I'm bad at them. The only ones I really liked, I remember, I liked the Knights of the Old Republic card game, and I kind of liked Final Fantasy X's card game. Final Fantasy X. In about nines. No, 10 with Titus had a card game, right? Did he? I don't... Or like a little board game that you would play. I remember Blitzball. Blitzball is definitely in there. It was
0: different than Blitzball though. I remember some triad game or something that effect in one of the earlier
1: final fantasies. I'm almost positive 10 has a card game of sorts. My brother will yell at me if it's not true. Okay, I'm going to say it's nine. <laughs> Your favorite final fantasy. I do love my, that is my favorite <laughs> final fantasy. Uh, But yeah, I was really afraid to start it off and then you start off and you're playing the actual game and it's a lot more puzzle like than I think the other ones in terms of like your levels, you really have to do things correctly in order to progress. And he's all about shoulder bashing and spinning off of enemies to get into the certain holes that you need to get to and bash the certain blocks. You can only do that if you bash a certain wall or enemy at the right time or in the right place. And I really love that mechanic in the game. I love smashing the walls to get the gems to fall out. Uh, And King Knight as a general character is probably the most comical and oh, one of my favorites he's very
0: silly he's
1: very uh regal <laughs> i love getting to, to, your, to your to your first town and you find out it's your mom's house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she hates that you have rats all over the place <laughs> and she wanted to know if you got the food she asked you to bring home <laughs> he's just i'm a king mom and he's such a loser but he's he keeps winning and it's like when you're i don't know you didn't beat the kid in the Jet first joustus area you go to, I'd no. imagine. So if you beat this little kid, which he doesn't even want to play to begin with, because he thinks it's beneath him, which I lost to this kid the first time. <laughs> the second time we beat the kid, I won. And he's like, Oh, maybe I'm not the best card player, but I'm still maybe the fastest runner. And he goes, Son, let me give you a piece of advice. <laughs> don't say, don't challenge people to card games. Don't challenge people to run if you're the fastest. You think you're the fastest. Just tell people you're the fastest <laughs> and deny every challenge they give you. That way you can't be disproven. And the kid thinks about it, goes, you're right, Shovel Knight. I am the fastest person alive. And he just starts screaming it as he runs away. And he's just such a bad mentor and role model. But I feel like he's not necessarily a villain. He's just a goofball. Yeah, he's he's a joke.
0: That's what's interesting about him, though, is because he is such a silly character. But like moveset wise
1: and everything, it seems like he's far and away the most powerful of the knights. Oh, yeah. I mean, Spectre's got his reach, which is cool. But yeah, his shoulder bash and his spin move is awesome. Yeah. I haven't beaten it because I'm afraid of justice, <laughs> but I, the few bosses I've beaten with him, but you just wreck them. <laughs> yeah, he just plows through, you just do little spin moves on their head. <laughs> uh, he, he is a really fun game to play, just especially because it's so much lighter hearted, I think than, I mean, Plague Knight, I guess is light is as well. The whole game is light hearted, but his is especially funny and filled with quips and, and fun moments. That I I really enjoy playing through Shovel Knight. It's just a, too bad that the Jousters game is so weird and I'm gonna give it some more time. I really think that it's it's probably fun. It's I an just- <laughs> interesting concept, being able to. It's more about movement of your cards and pushing cards away. Mm. It, so in that case, it's it's different than most card games. Well, I played a lot of Gwent in The Witcher, and that was a lot about like card placement and whatnot. I remember liking Gwent. It was a little much. There's a lot going on in it, but I do remember not hating Gwent. I just never gave it enough time. But I do remember playing quite a few matches.
0: I, I definitely beat everyone I could beat in Gwent. I was a Gwent champion. <laughs> Witcher. They released uh, Gwent as a standalone game as well, and I never downloaded it. But I was
1: thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> they did they did indeed. So, I mean, those were the main games, and those were really a good time. And I do want to play through Specter Knights because he was really cool. I don't know if I'll get through King Knight just because of the card game. I I have a feeling you could play the whole game Without ever playing Joust. Oh, that'd be nice.
0: <laughs> um, I, I don't, don't quote me on that, but I I have a feeling you don't have to play Joust. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you play through any of the Showdown version? The Showdown game? I didn't. No, I just played the four campaigns. So Showdown is okay when you're playing by yourself, but I have not played with other people, but I imagine it would be a lot of fun with other players.
0: <laughs> well, I'm surprised you even played it by yourself. That just sounds terrible.
1: You, make, you could put CPU players up and you can give them difficulties, but they always seemed kind of... They either knew, The whole basis is you're on this this game map. It's a little bit zoomed out the normal Shovel Knight. You pick the different Shovel Knight knights or heroes. You go down and you have to click collect gems. In the main game, the, the main version of the game, there are different modes like battle mode and stuff. And you have to defeat the players, get five gems. If you kill a character that had gems, they fly out of them. You collect their gems and other gems appear throughout the level. The computer players, even at some of the hardest modes, seem to either just want to collect the gems or just want to kill you and not collect gems or want to throw themselves in lava, (laughs) (laughs) even on like the more than 50% of the way difficult. But I can see with other players, it would be a lot of fun back and forth tug of war kind of the game that reminded me a little bit of IDARB. I think maybe because it's so zoomed out and pixelated and so fast paced back and forth that it reminded me of that kind of like mayhem that idub kind of brings to the table, which is again that I know you and I love to play. I really miss idub. We should play that some more. I'm OK with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I really think that was a really good addition that was probably really simple for them to implement, but really is a nice addition that just kind of increases the life of Shovel Knight that much more. And then that's not even to talk about the different feats, which are achievements within the game and the challenge mode, which gives you different timed or. Uh, score challenges and there are so many of them for each different character that are it's like insane how much stuff is in this treasure trove of a game i know it's not a full price game and i think you get a lot within this this little game that seems unassuming at first and it's like oh it's a little 2d game but it has so much to offer i think it, it really is a great collection and a, uh, on top of a already near perfect side scrolling game like we said
0: you definitely get your money's worth i mean even at 60 dollars, i think you'd get your money's worth out of this game I'm excited to keep playing it unless we start covering another Switch game. I mean, I've got plenty,
1: got train time.
0: <laughs> I got plenty of time to play. I'm going to work my way through the rest of it and I'm absolutely loving it so far.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's no you can get this anywhere games are available and there's two Why different Why are you doing an ad? <laughs> Cuz people who are listening might not know where to get it. It's not an ad for the game, it's for the listeners to know where they can get it. you am not getting paid? You you Get it where you get games. <laughs> it's available on every system, not just Switch. We're talking about it on Switch. And there are two spinoffs coming out that I know we saw at PAX, like uh, Shovel Knight Dig, mm-hmm. which looks really fun. It's like a Dig Dug kind of inspired game. Yeah. And I didn't see anything. I don't know what Pocket Dungeons is all about. I didn't uh, really look I any of I think right it's up. like a Bejeweled,
0: not Bejeweled, but it's some sort of like Tetris or Bejeweled or what would you call those kind of games?
1: I guess puzzle games. <laughs> yeah. It's like a puzzle game. That's cool. I'd be interested in dig. I don't know how much pocket dungeon, but if you got it and played it on the train, I might give it a shot. Uh, so I think this is a good character to establish. Uh, is this a good smash bro character? Yeah. I mean, he, (laughs) people have been clamoring for him to be in
0: smash for the past two or three years. Um, and he very much should be, I think he's like an assist trophy or something. He is, he's in the game, but yet not in the game. No, he, he is definitely someone who should be a playable character in smash brothers. Um, Absolutely. So write your senators or whatever, however you get that to happen. Somebody write Miyamoto. Is he still kicking?
1: What's he's he up he's to?
0: kicking. He's around. I think he's retired, right?
1: Uh, he did retire just a couple of years ago. A year ago, yeah. Get him back. <laughs> Push Shovel Knight in this game. All right. So that's our review. And look at Shovel Knight by Yacht Club Games. Yeah, there's a look at it. <laughs> uh, so Dave, next week we'll be looking at Predator Hunting Grounds yeah hunting grounds is his name yeah <laughs> on playstation 4 and uh, we're still chipping away at final fantasy that's so that's coming <laughs>
0: yeah i mean if you uh if you come to this podcast to hear me complain about things i have a strong feeling i'm not gonna like predator hunting grounds <laughs> uh final fantasy is fantastic
1: though spoiler alert mm-hmm. huh what what <laughs> <laughs> i will say i'm warming the cloud he's talking more and uh, a, for a price <laughs> he calls out people on their shit which I like but anyway so those uh, those uh-huh. episodes are coming up uh-huh. a whole bunch more uh-huh. Uh-huh. what <laughs> 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 so once again for two player bros a mic and this is and this has been, <laughs> this has been uh, uh, whatever <laughs>